0: Wrapping up our third and final hour here of Tiger Tailgate. And I'm Christian Garrick. Jimmy Smith, TigerTails.com at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. And we welcome in now Nikki Chavanel, managing editor at hogbeat.com at Nikki Chavanel on Twitter. Nikki, thanks for the time. I hope I got your last name correct.
1: Yeah, you nailed it actually. Good job. Perfect.
0: All right. So uh checking out the Hogs and LSU tonight. What's the path to victory for Arkansas to upset LSU?
1: Well, first of all, obviously you got to get after Joe Burrow and limit the running game. Uh, I looked at Burrow's passing chart, and, and he's been doing surprisingly well. In my opinion, he's fallen off the last few games, but he's doing what he needs to do to get LSU the wins and uh, just create disruption up front for him. And uh, Arkansas needs to find some rhythm in the offensive game. They've really struggled pretty much all season long to find their identity They've kind of game planned around their opponents, even though they they stress, uh, you know, thinking of themselves and focusing on themselves. They seem to do a lot of game planning around their opponent. So just hopefully they've they've managed to put together a good one today.
0: Nikki Chavanel, managing editor HogBeat.com, at Nikki Chavanel on Twitter. What's been the issue defensively with John Shavis, who's probably a you know one of those defensive masterminds? What's been the issue? Is it the the talent that he inherited is kind of the cupboard dry?
1: Yeah, uh, just compared to most teams in the SEC, Arkansas has uh, one of the worst uh, defenses just based on you know stars coming out of high school and stuff like that. They do have two of the leading tacklers in the SEC, Dre Greenlaw and, and Dejon Harris from uh, Louisiana there as linebackers, but the secondary, they're just not very good in coverage and the tackling has been has been bad for a, a few weeks now. Like they did well against um, Auburn, I think, and Alabama. They looked okay, even though obviously Alabama scored a million points. But just the fundamentals have been lacking, and they're excited to bring in some new guys for sure.
2: Jimmy, you got anything? Yeah, for, for anything? sure. Hey, Nikki, how's it going?
1: Great. How are you?
2: <laughs> Doing well. I want to know how the what are the fans thinking about. John Chavis right now. I know when he was hired, he's a big name. He's had a ton of success in the past. Um, And Arkansas kind of struggled on defense quite a bit in recent history. Uh, What's the the fans take and what's their sentiment towards John Chavis right now? Do you feel like he could be on a hot seat? Do they understand the coverage drive? Kind of give us the background on that situation.
1: Uh, I probably think that Chavis will end up retiring um, at Arkansas at some point. Um, I think everyone likes him here. It's just about getting more of his guys in and being able to start with uh, a fresh slate with guys that don't have bad habits. Um, It's hard to, to snap bad habits out of guys who've been, you know, tackling at bad angles for, for years now. It's just stuff like that. Uh, I think they like his, his method uh, and his, his strategy. He's got a very aggressive uh, defensive line and, He's managed to pull out some of the best seasons from some guys that uh, Bilama couldn't use effectively or refuse to use because of this or that personal reason, whatever. Um, so, like, there's Armand Watts, who's a senior now, who had a pretty bad career up until this year. So, he's managed to use what he's got, but he, he needs to develop the younger guys faster. Uh, so, maybe – if LSU runs away with this one, we'll see some of the younger guys in there. But I expected to see them more this season. I just don't think that he had enough confidence in them at all um, to, to put them out there to win.
2: Well, Arkansas has definitely been uh, out recruiting their success on the field. They have uh, one of the top recruiting classes in the SEC right now. A lot of that help is on the defensive side of the ball, especially defensive line. Uh, what's, is, it, is it the message Chad Morris and his staff is sending do you think it's the uh, the recruits noticing there's there's the possibility of immediate playing time? And, and do you expect to see a lot of those guys on the field right away as freshmen next fall?
1: You know, that's the hope. Uh, you hope they, they're ready in time. I don't think it's uh, necessary that they are immediately ready because a lot of the time that just means that there are a bunch of freshmen out there making freshmen mistakes. But in the next two years, you'll definitely see a, a big change. And, I saw Chad Morris do it at SMU. You just have to find guys that want to come in and, and build something for themselves and uh, who do want that early playing time. And right now they've got 23 guys that are all like chomping at a bit to get here. They're going to have quite a few early enrollees. So that'll be a, a big advantage for them going into next season. Um, it's just going to take time. And I mean, I even find myself getting frustrated and then I... And then I have to go back and remember what they're working with, which is a team that wasn't built to, to run the kind of offense that Chad Morris is trying to run.
0: Nikki Chavanel, managing editor, hogbeat.com, at Nikki Chavanel on Twitter, hanging out with us here, along with Jimmy Smith of tigerdetails.com on Tiger Tailgate. And this used to be a big rivalry that was played, Nikki, after think- that, you know, Friday after Thanksgiving and the Battle of the Boot and all that other stuff. Is it as big now because of the way this game has moved? It's no longer, um, you know, after Thanksgiving. And also, uh, how much does Arkansas view this as a rivalry?
1: Arkansas definitely views it as a rivalry. I mean, it would be huge for them to to upset LSU. And Arkansas fans definitely do still wish that this game was after Thanksgiving. They felt very snubbed that uh, what y'all have A&M now, I think, after Thanksgiving – Right. And everybody hates A&M over here, so that was just even worse. Uh, <laughs> but right now, they're just focusing on winning at least one conference game. And it doesn't really matter which one it is, but you got to find one or it's it's going to be tough to get people pumped back up for next season.
0: Nikki Chavineau, managing editor Hogbeat.com, at Nikki Chavineau on Twitter. Hey, good stuff. We appreciate it, Nikki. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. All right, you bet. Along with Jimmy Smith at TigerDetails.com. So, Jimmy tell me so com. wrap this thing up for me how are you guys affiliated
2: Yeah yeah um I'm actually the the publisher of both sites uh, I have a few sites within the Rivals network um Nicky was someone that came highly recommended when I took the position being that a, that's a new region for me uh you know the, the a lot of people on that staff to be frank with you, recommended her. She covered them at SMU. She was a phenomenal young talent. and So she's she's taking that site and really run with it. That site is really big, really active. Uh, they do a fantastic job over there. So we just kind of all work in unison. They recruit a lot of Louisiana players as well. So we're able to assist her on some fronts from some of the guys down here. They have a couple of local prospects visiting this weekend, Devin Bush from Carr, Greg Brooks from West Jeff. So uh, we just try to work in unison as a team. We're all on the same umbrella, and, and it's been very successful for us so far.
0: Jimmy, who was the 2019 commitment along the offensive line? Big guy. I can't remember his name. It slipped my mind, but after the Alabama game tweeted out that, hey, we will win every yeah. LSU-Alabama yeah. game. Who was that?
2: Cardell Thomas, Southern Lab. Uh, you know, an absolute monster. gets six four, three hundred and forty 6'4", 340 pounds. I was, there was a video that actually uh, popped across my, my Twitter earlier of his workouts and uh, the pretty unique, very powerful guy at 340 pounds. I mean, he cranks out uh, 20, 30 dips like it's nothing. And, and I know you've probably been in the weight room before. That's not very easy to do. Uh, very, very athletic, very mean uh, guy. And, and he plays with a ton of confidence. And, and he saw those trenches, and he knows what, what he can bring to the table and, and knows some of the other guys coming into the class. And he thinks they can make an instant impact. and uh, quite the statement he made. I don't know if he'll be able to follow through on it, but that's, that's quite the bold statement, and, and I believe that he really believes that in his heart.
0: How do you think that resonates with the Tiger program and also you know with his fellow recruits? Uh, maybe I kind of think, Jimmy, when I see that, normally I'm not a big fan of trash talking, especially when you haven't even stepped foot on campus, right? But that's right. pretty strong. I think that can energize and have something for the 2019 class to kind of hang their hat on.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, that's the local guy, right? So he's been in Baton Rouge his whole life. He knows the team. He's been committed for quite some time. So when other recruits start to see him voice that type of confidence uh, about the future of the program, it certainly probably helps ease some concerns they might have, especially if they're from outside of the state. They truly don't understand a lot of the dynamics around LSU, um, probably haven't watched the games uh, enough to really know the history in recent years and, and how LSU still an improvement in a lot of areas. So. When they see a guy like that stepping up, who's been one of the vocal leaders in the class throughout, he's also one of the best recruiters. He's been actively recruiting top prospects from around the country to join him. And, and everybody seems to feed off of him. He's got a lot of leadership qualities. He's a guy, even though we haven't seen it on the offensive line yet, don't be surprised to see this kid wearing 18 at some time at LSU. He's that type of personality, that type of character. So when you have a guy like that stepping out, making that bold of a statement, uh, naturally you're going to get guys to follow him.
0: 0777 on the text line at 87870. Who's LSU's best prospect for quarterback? Jimmy, go ahead, and I'll let you take that one.
2: Ooh, man. They're really going to have to look ahead. 2019, they have Peter Parrish. Um, who's a dual threat guy out of Alabama, a little undersized, probably six foot, six foot one, really athletic, uh, you know, needs some development as a passer. uh, But he certainly shows a lot of flashes that he could be a difference maker if LSU decides to move towards that style of offense, which I think they should. In 2020, they have a great one locked up in T.J. Finley from Ponchatoula. We've spoke about him in the past, Christian, six foot six, six foot seven, 235 pounds. A kid looks like Jamarcus Russell right now. Coming out of college, Jamarcus Russell. Not the 300-pound Jamarcus Russell we've seen lately. But, uh, I mean, he's got a a cannon for an arm. Uh, He's really uh, defined a lot of his his skills as a passer. He's become more accurate. He's he's shortened his release, and he's done some really good things in his development. So, uh, that's probably your future as of now. There will be other guys that they try to lure into that 2020 class, but when you have a big-name quarterback like T.J. Finley already committed, it might be hard to get that second big name to join the ranks as well, uh, hoping to compete for playing time in the future. So if you're looking for a future quarterback, you might have to wait a couple years. Good news is Joe Burrow is coming back next fall, uh, and so you don't need somebody to step in right away. Um, But once he leaves, it will be freshman T.J. Finley uh, hoping to take the ranks.
0: Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. And, uh, Jimmy, you mentioned the offensive and defensive lines. Kind of that's where, that was where the game was kind of, I guess, won and lost last week against Alabama. How does the 2019 class look offensively along the O-line for LSU?
2: Yeah, I mean, Cardell Thomas, Thomas Perry, there's some real meat in this group. Um, and you're expecting a lot of guys to return, right? Uh, Garrett Brumfield's a senior. Um, Damian Lewis, was a JUCO transfer, was hoping to come in and be a one-and-done guy. He's played solid. I don't know if he's played well enough to make that move, so it's likely he returns. And so when you get big bodies like Thomas and, and Perry and those kind of guys coming in, uh, it, it's certainly going to help a lot towards the future. I don't think Thomas Perry is a is a prototypical left tackle. He has good feet but not great feet, so uh, he'll probably start his career out at right tackle, but that's the position, if you ask me, they've struggled all year. They've been absolutely horrendous at that spot. Uh, Coach O has been reluctant to call them out individually. Uh, But that's been a very weak area, probably the weakest position on this team. So uh, they're going to be able to kind of refill the cupboard a little bit and and, and stack up some talent on that offensive line with all those guys returning. Uh, I think the future is bright up front on offense. I really do.
0: Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter. We'll wrap this thing up next here on Tiger Tailgating on WWL. Winding down here on Tiger Tailgating christian garrick jimmy smith tiger details.com getting you set for lsu and arkansas coming up at 6 30 the official pregame show from the lsu sports radio network starts at 4 30 we'll hand things off to them here momentarily and chris blair and company will lead you up to kickoff at 6 30 in fayetteville jimmy in our final couple of moments here uh here two keys for me um for lsu it's simple I've got to see I've got to see energy early on because it's going to be tough uh, because I, I think that that Alabama loss tends to linger with you a little longer than you would like so I want to see energy early on from the team in general but at some point I got to see a wide receiver step up in that group and make some plays in its offensive I'm feeling good about their prospects of of beating a And M in a couple of weeks and also winning a bowl game
2: I'm kind of with you on that I think energy is going to play a key in this game and how, especially early on, right? At some point, LSU will wake up regardless. Um, but if they come out flat and let Arkansas hang around this game, three point, seven point game at halftime, going into the third quarter on the road, so on, uh, they can really put themselves in a bad situation. So I think ener- energy is key. And I also agree with you, uh, with, the, with the offensive skill players as a whole, outstate state need to step up and make plays. Uh, we've seen the running backs have some good games. I'm ready to see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire become the guy uh, that that the running game centers around. He's been the most explosive player in the running game. They need some more explosive plays uh, on offense as a whole. But I agree with you. We need some of these other receivers to step up. Justin Jefferson's had a good season, and then no one else seems to show up other than a week at a time here and there. So we really need to see, are there weapons at the wide receiver position that can make a difference in these SEC ballgames?
0: 12, 13-point road favorites are the LSU Tigers, depending on which book you want to go with. And, um, you know, I, I feel confident, Jimmy, that if we do see that energy, we do see some guys stepping up, especially the, the way this Arkansas defense is, I, I could see a high point total for, for for LSU, but I also think they're going to cover 12, 13 points against Arkansas just because I think Coach O, just if there's one thing that he does extremely well is, is flush wins and losses and, and, and prepare his team four four games he doesn't allow allow that to linger uh too long whether it's positive or negative so i think lsu does come out with some energy and uh and ultimately wins this game by double digits and covers the spread and i don't know if you agree or disagree with that
2: yeah i think if if they come out with energy they could they could really blow this team out there's a huge talent discrepancy here there really is and if they come out with energy and can get up early uh this could be a 30 point game but if they let these guys hang around and show up flat Uh, You know, things could get really interesting. We've seen them struggle in in games like this in the past. It wasn't that long ago Arkansas upset this team uh, pretty big in their stadium. So uh, LSU's got some work to do. Uh, I think they need to come out quickly and establish themselves and lean on these guys. They're not very deep up front. If you can lean on them and have some success stopping the run and running early – yeah, they should be able to fold late.
0: Jimmy Smith, always a pleasure, man. I'll let you uh, I'll let you run. Thanks again for the time. We appreciate it. Always, brother. All right, man, take care. TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Smith on Twitter is where you can find him. I want to thank David Potter at Master Control, our executive producer and program director, Diane Newman, also reminding you, thank your veterans this weekend. Happy birthday, Marines Semper Fi, I'm out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?